Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, Here we are uh, in uh, Easter week, uh, Monday of Easter week. Uh, We're excited about uh, the preparation of the resurrection and how privileged we are of Jesus' death and resurrection to have the life. And uh, as we're trying to help everybody with the covenant to not only just have a ticket to heaven, but rather have abundant life and super abundant covenant Absolutely. life now, which is which is why he came and how privileged you know are we. Uh, and by the way, he says this over and over and over again in scripture. Uh, the basis upon which we are able to do this is him. <laughs> it's, uh, Absolutely. It's what he did with his own nature and his own love for us. We can't mm-hmm. earn it. We have to receive it. Um, and and uh, interesting enough, Paul makes a statement in Colossians. He says, "As you have have come to Christ, mm-hmm. also live it live it out um, yes. by faith. You know, keep keep receiving the life of God, which is what what He does. And He said He wants to keep giving it to us. And uh, so we're excited. And uh, you know, we're taping this a little bit ahead. But um, Kathy and I have had uh, uh, two really phenomenal weekends, and we'll get to share that a little bit. So, Kathy, why don't you share a little bit? Uh, they've, they've followed your family, but you had a cool event this weekend. Super fun event this weekend. So, Caleb officially popped the question to Olivia. So, I now have another future daughter-in-law. And um, it was such such a sweet and beautiful weekend. And I won't go into all the details, um, but I do just want to highlight this because, you know, Rich, you and I talk about the importance of community so often. Yeah. And this was such a beautiful, we spent, literally spent the entire day yesterday transforming the church coffee shop into this um, romantically beautiful place um, for him to propose. And we had 40 people waiting in the wings in the children's ministry area until he finished popping the question. And then we came and bombarded to celebrate. But as we all went in there to celebrate, what was so painfully, beautifully obvious was years ago when he spoke to Caleb that I want you to go to Gordon for college. And it's more about the people that are going to be around you than the school that you're actually choosing. Trust me with it. And Caleb stepped into that. We saw that come full circle in that day because as those people, these friends that he has brought around and mentors and the community at the church that really he he brought to him through Gordon because the church is right there um, by the campus or close by the campus. Um, the Those people that he has brought in his life have been such a pivotal part of his relationship with God and his growth. And he and Liv- Olivia, as they journey together and make this next step, everybody was there celebrating with, I mean, like it, the excitement in the room was so palpable, you couldn't stand it. It was just incredible. And I will say we did get to watch, like while he was doing the proposal, there was a videographer there and there was a, a camera person there taking pictures of that part. Mm. And the rest of us were off hiding. 
But while we were hiding, we were watching security footage of the proposal on the big screen. So we were able to get this bird's eye view of him, you know, coming in the room and the look on her face and then him dropping to a knee and we're seeing the top of their heads at uh, one of the friends there made the best comment and he's like look at this we get god's view of the proposal <laughs> because we're you know we've got this aerial shot looking down but it was so much fun as we all just erupted in excitement and celebrating what god has brought together and wow. so we're all excited for this next season yeah let's real. when do they know when they're gonna get married no date set yet. Um, they're thinking January. Caleb graduates in December. Mm -hmm. Liv graduates this May um, and he graduates in December. And so their eyes are on January. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. They'll have to figure out venue and all that kind of stuff. So some of those things may may switch the date around a little bit. But that is the tentative idea. Great. Uh, well, I know so, he sees, yeah. uh, uh, he's going to be an intern for our company in the summer. Is she going to come out at all to see him? Um, she may be able to come out at the end of that. She is actually doing um, an internship um, on, the mission, on the mission field with Rafiki this summer in Africa. Mm. And so there may be the timing of her trip. If it works out, she may be able to come out and visit at the very end of his internship. Um, but most of that will overlap with her, her internship as well. So that's they've cool. got some big things going on this summer too. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Well, that's neat. Uh, well, uh, while you were doing that, um, we were uh, down with uh, Peter and Sharon, and the two grandsons, uh, Joshua and Aiden, uh, took them to Austin, uh, so fun. where they had the uh, NASCAR races. Uh, it's three days, uh -huh. Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Friday and Saturday, they have all these different events uh, where you're uh, watching them practice, uh, go around the track, uh, qualify for the pole position, etc. So it was... It was really fun. So, you know, you're there for several hours just getting them ready and seeing how they function is. Uh, right. But, but the speed was uh, phenomenal. And uh, uh, and the, we were... The, the grandsons love it. Oh, man. And we were we were blessed. Um, you know, we, we buy... You buy tickets. And I, you know, mm -hmm. um, you just... You know, I, I got them on the... What they call the, the grandstand um, with backs. Right. And, so they're really nice seats. And... And you were getting ones right around that the bend, right? Where there was well, going to be actually, some excitement. That's what it looked like. But actually, we wound up um, uh, third row. And uh -huh. um, uh, our, our seat, my seat particularly, was um, right, right where they started and finished. Uh -huh. And finished. Wow! So, oh, so that's so fun. The, literally, the and you line, didn't even you didn't realize that I, when I you got even, them. I didn't even know that. You know, so we uh, we got to be right there. That's uh, so fun. Uh, and see them, you know, and and of course, uh, so that was a straightaway. Uh, wound up being a straightaway. I guess they either mm. changed it or they had a different thing to it. But because of of where the finish line was, uh, and they're going around and NASCAR, the way they run it is kind of three what they call three races in, at one, okay. in one they changed the rules a few years ago because you know the cars and the drivers are so good that if you get ahead well then you're going to win you know and so what right, they did right. is they they split it into three races so it's uh one one race is 15 laps then the second race is 15 laps and then the third race is 38 laps Okay. Uh, are these concurrent or not but, all in one day? These yeah, are concurrent they, they go, days. Yeah, they go right okay. after the other. They go right. Okay. They actually, they actually. Oh, do they? They okay. actually uh, circle around and get ready for the next one. Uh, 
Wow. Uh, and uh, the reason is that they, they prevent uh, somebody from dominating mm-hmm. the whole day. And then two is that, um, uh, you know, they spread out, uh, of course, during the race. And then at the when they start over, everybody gets back together and starts over again. And, then, and so we got to three, three, we got to see oh, three starts great. of races and, oh, and finishes. So, fun. And finishes. so I've got a video. I'm going to play it, see if I can describe it um, uh, for, uh, and I'm just going to, you're just going to be amazed at the speed, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that, but uh, uh, here's the video I took uh, of them uh, racing. Hopefully, hopefully the uh, audience, even if you're listening to it, you probably could hear the, hear it uh, on the uh, podcast. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's incredible. And you know, personally, I, I would like to drive. <laughs> I was gonna say, were you just wishing you were oh, out there? <laughs> if I could go out there, just and you know, do a few laps, and just uh, I would love, uh, to, I would love to go that fast. And uh, and they're really souped up. Yes, see, we're very different on that. I would not. You would not. <laughs> I would not. I, yeah. I appreciate that you and that Dan would love to do that. <laughs> Linda, Linda said she would not either. Um, uh, and she wouldn't even want to drive it. She said, no. I said, would you go out there with me if I drove? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> nope. <laughs> But it's incredible. In fact, I may hide my face if, if actually someone I knew was driving it. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. There's, um, we saw uh, uh, the big things that happen to them is they get these uh, tires to blow. Right. Um, and so that you know takes them off the track and they shred. Um, and then um, if, the, if the speed or something happens on their car, the pieces of their car just fly off. Right, um, right, and then they got to, you know, they got to try to fix it, you know. So it, it, it was, uh, it's pretty remarkable, you know. And, and we just had a great weekend, just being together and hanging out and enjoying each other and, and uh, praying for each other, and uh, it was just, it was just one of those special uh, moments that, you know, it was, it was worth going to. Uh, and, that's uh, amazing. And Josh, Joshua, Naden loved it as well. Um, there is, there is something right about just building these rocks with, with our families of things, special memories, things to look back on of just time together, enjoying each other and just enjoying God's presence and just what he has built in you guys, you know, and, and in our family, it's, there's a sweetness to that. It's a gift. It It is is. truly a gift. Really is. And we're talking about the covenant. Um, and that is that God says, I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. Um, and as we're trying to describe it, Mm -hmm. uh, blessing is, um, you know, we're not trying to narrowly define it as just material blessing, but it's life, right. it's life blessing, the blessing of life. So that mm-hmm. what, what you got to experience, you know, with your community up there and seeing your, your son um, and what we got to experience, uh, it was, it was a blessed time. Uh, it was, Absolutely. you know, because it's, it's, 
it's pleasant, it's beautiful, it's experiential, it's emotional. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, all of that is part of life. And we've talked about the covenant of the benefits of the covenant uh, is that we get we get protection, uh, we get shalom, uh, we get abundance. Uh, we talked last time about restoration. Right. Uh, that many people are struggling with, you know, I've, I've lost something, I've ruined something, I'm in trouble. Um, and God says, well, part of the covenant is how about now? I can, right. I can restore it. And it doesn't really matter even if you've caused it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the beauty of, of what we were really talking about with Easter is that uh, God says, let me deliver it to you. Let me give it right. to you just like I gave you uh, opportunity to know me and have eternal life with me and eternal life by the way he defines as experiencing the father and experiencing the son in John 17 3 uh, and he says I want you to experience you know all the beauty of life with with relationships and family and, and all that so uh, today we're going to get a little bit uh, further into an aspect of what's called wisdom uh, and knowledge. Uh, so if you would sure. go to Second uh, Chronicles 1, 9 to 12, uh, this is uh, Solomon uh, with, with God. It's really a cool, cool story. All right. I did pull that up incorrectly. So if you want to talk for just a second, yeah. it's going to... Second Chronicles, this, the, the context here yeah. is that David, um, uh, and this is, you know, this is all part of the great story, uh, but uh, David had decided, and remember, he's, he's, they're carrying what's called the tabernacle with the Ark of the Covenant um, around um, in tents, mm-hmm. uh, and they're portable, it's portable. Uh, and so the tabernacle were, were the tent of meeting where God would meet people, where he would have conversation with him, where he would give them wisdom and insight. Um, and they were you know carrying around. Well, David said, I think, it, and, and he already he already understood Jerusalem, um, right? And it was a you know a center. Um, why don't we build a permanent place mm-hmm. for God called the temple? Um, and instead of moving it around, we'll come to that. Right. Everybody in Israel will come to that, particularly for the feast and you know for the sacrifices and the uh, the worship, etc. And he says, you know, I'm going to build I'm going to build God's temple. And he goes to Nathan. Nathan is, is a prophet. Hey, Nathan, right. I, I, I feel led to uh, build a temple, mm-hmm. permanent place for God. He said, Nathan said, yes, yeah, good idea. Go ahead. <laughs> so, and this is in Second uh, uh, Samuel 7. Uh, mm-hmm. God goes to Nathan and basically says, uh, here, uh, <laughs> Did son, you ask uh, me? <laughs> hey, son, uh, come, here, come here a minute. Uh, you forgot something. Uh, what? You forgot to ask me. Exactly. Uh, oh, oops, sorry. Uh, and don't we do that? Yeah. We do that so often. Whoops. Okay, sorry. What do you got to say? David cannot build me a, uh, a temple. He's a man of mm-hmm. war. Um, and uh, he's not going to build my temple, but his son uh, is going to build it. Uh, so uh, we'll let him do, him do it. Okay, so this is now Solomon. Okay. And uh, David has been training him. Uh and it would be equivalent in our parlance would be uh, like a Harvard MBA. He okay. went he went to the finest schools, learned how to be a great leader, um, and he sat with his dad at council. So he's pretty aware of, right. of um, how to do things, and I'm pretty skilled. You know, he would have thought he's pretty skilled, and he was. But um, 
this is a great story of now he's getting ready to be in that position to build the temple. And this, this story is about how, what, it, what is his view of wisdom. So go ahead and, and read that. Sure. Now, O Lord God, let thy promise unto David my father be established, for thou hast made me king over a people like the dust of the earth in multitude. Give me now wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people. For who can judge this thy people that is so great? And God said to Solomon, Because this was in thine heart, and thou hast not asked for riches, wealth, or honor, nor the life of thine enemies, neither yet hast thou asked for long life, but hast asked wisdom and knowledge for thyself, that thou may judge my people over whom I have made thee king. Wisdom and knowledge is granted unto thee, and I will give thee riches and help and wealth and honor such as none of the kings have had that have come before thee neither shall there any after have uh, neither shall there any after thee have the like yeah i think that came up in the king james I version think instead did. of the new king james thou that and thine and uh, wow whoa. We're <laughs> i back, haven't read that version we're, in we're a long back, time we're back in the old days. Um, <laughs> sorry so, about that <laughs> so um you know, he's, he's, uh, God says, well, what would you like? And uh-huh. uh, Solomon says, of everything that I would like uh, is I would like wisdom right. and knowledge to come from you to me so that as I lead these people, um, as I uh, have to make decisions, right. that um, I would approach it not with my great ideas, Right. But rather, let me receive, you know, your ideas uh, and your plan and your wisdom and your insight. Um, and I'm going to seek that first and foremost. And I would really like for you to grant me the ability to hear that and then to process that with you. And then I know to discern between good and evil. Uh, and, the, right. and the discernment, you know, isn't between uh, white and black. Uh, or mm-hmm. light and dark, it's rather between gray. Right. Uh, is it looks kind of good to me, but God knows. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as we're looking at the covenant, one of the beautiful things is that God says, well, one thing that I'd like to deliver to you uh, is my wisdom and knowledge. Uh, mm-hmm. A couple, a couple things about that is, <laughs> one, He knows more than we do. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, he sees the future. Um, he plays everything out. He knows exactly what's going to happen. He knows the heart. He knows the dynamics. Um, mm-hmm. Since he knows it all, and he wants to guide us, remember, and this, this, this is why it's all put together, into shalom, into peace, into abundance, into uh, uh, restoration. Uh, he said, I can do that because I have wisdom and knowledge, and I can guide right. you into it as you walk there. Uh, and Solomon says, you know, that's what I really want. Now, by the way, he said, since you've asked for that, I'm going to also give you honor and I'm going to give you, you right. know, uh, in his case, wealth. Um, now, this correlates to uh, Matthew 6.33. Uh, and it says, seek ye first, what? Kingdom of God. Kingdom of God and all these things. All these things will be added Will to be you. added yeah. to you. Um, and so as we look at the covenant, God says, one of the things that um, I'm going to deliver to you is the insight and the wisdom of the mm-hmm. kingdom. Right. Uh, of all the dynamics, of all the things that are going on. I'll help you make decisions if you ask for it and receive it, and I'll give it to you as part of the covenant. And I'm not going to withhold it. 
and I'm not going to kind of give it to you. Or I'm going to say, well, you got to be super spiritual to get it, and good luck. You know? <laughs> right, right. Uh, Solomon was, in a sense, you know, a teenager at this point. Now, of course, that's adulthood, you know, in the Jewish culture, but um, he was still a young young person. And uh, it didn't. he didn't say, well, when you, when you get another five years on, you know, experience, I'll give you right. wisdom. He just said, no, let me give it to you now. Because why? Well, you have a heart to receive it. Uh, and wisdom and knowledge uh, is God's. Okay, go to First uh, uh, Corinthians uh, one thirty. Makes a really cool statement about this. First Corinthians one thirty. Right. First Corinthians one thirty. This one is actually New King James. Okay. So, <laughs> um, but of Him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Okay. So, um, interesting statement. Uh, we, we say we want seek wisdom. Mm-hmm. Well, what did he just say? Who is wisdom? Jesus is. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, okay, so he says, actually, Jesus is wisdom. Um, everything that, that he has, everything that he knows, everything that he yeah. is, is available to you because, again, really simple, why would it always be available to us? Because he's in us well, because, through the Holy Spirit. Because yeah. Christ in you, the hope of glory, uh, is right. Christ is living with you. In other words, wisdom's already there. Right. Um, it's just us learning to tap into it, which we'll learn about. But he said the covenant is me delivering my wisdom, mm-hmm. which is me, and all that I know and all that I have and all that I can fulfill. And I'm going to deliver it to you. And to think about it, where am I? I'm, I'm in my life, see? I'm in my stuff, you know, so that what you just experienced with uh, Caleb, well, that's unique to you. Right. Um, it's not, see, it's not, it's not hypothetical. It's not theological of, well, just generically, you know, uh, have it this right. way. Yeah, I think a lot of times people do expect that wisdom simply to be in broad brush strokes. Right. Right. You know, and they and and we don't always recognize the personal detail with which he wants to speak to us because he sees and knows it all. Yeah, because again, and this is this is where you know we've talked about abiding. Um, a lot of people view the word. Well, that's the wisdom. Mm-hmm. The Bible right. is the wisdom. Uh, right. So I just need to read it and perform. And there is wisdom there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, uh, and and I gotta I gotta read it and perform to it, and I'll just do mm-hmm. that thing. Isn't isn't that a good idea? Um, and God says, well, actually, it's it's even deeper than that. It's first of all, wisdom is based on that truth, right? That I've absolutely. already written, it, and will never be contrary to it. Yeah. Uh, it's not gonna be contrary to it. So it is abiding in the word is critical and it's true. Mm-hmm. But I want to apply it to you, and I'm walking with you mm-hmm. on your path. And I know every decision, every issue, right. and everything that that want to do because it's because it's what well wisdom is me, mm-hmm. uh, Christ speaking. So it's such a beautiful, simple truth yes. uh, that. Uh, and this is a, there's a one other thing about that. Think about if Christ is in you. Does that mean that there's more wisdom in a pastor, or more wisdom mm-hmm. in Billy Graham, or more wisdom in Henry Blackaby than us? 
Absolutely not. That's hard to get our mind around though, right? Because yeah. we tend to think that someone who's further in their walk has a senior Holy Spirit and I just have a junior Holy right, Spirit. Right, right, right. You yeah. know, but that's just not true. That's no. not true. Yeah, and see, it's it's uh, God says, um, uh, this is in James. He said, if you lack wisdom, mm-hmm. uh, ask me and I'll get it to you. And you got to believe that I'll get it to you. And he doesn't put any conditions on it. And the reason is, right. it's because he says, it's me. I'm in you. I can deliver it. Believe me, I can get you this wisdom for you. And you don't need any sophistication. Mm -hmm. You just need the ability to to walk, which goes back to what Solomon said, is I actually don't want to rely on any any sophistication that I have. I want to just rely on listening to you. And isn't that, that's like the perfect example of humble confidence. Yes. What y'all like to call humble confidence. Understanding his position in relation to God and coming fully under it, fully under the surrender, but coming to him in confidence, knowing, hey, you can do this. You will speak this. You have this wisdom to give me. Right. So I'm simply coming under you, and then I'm going to stand boldly there. That's you right. Know? Yeah, and then go to First uh, Corinthians fourteen thirty three. It tells us uh, what it's going to be like. 1 Corinthians 14.33. It says, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. Okay. Um, Wisdom, who he is the author of, Mm -hmm. uh, is not of what? It's not confusion. Confusion. So that's important, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, see, a lot of people in a sense, think, well, it seems like the Christian life is confusing. Right. And by the way, there's so many different interpretations of stuff, and there's so many varieties of what people call truth. Right. And it seems confusing to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, an example, you know, we talk about the uh, end times on, good, on End Times Friday, mm-hmm. and we've talked about the rapture. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about, let's say, studying Revelation. What do, what do people say? Hey, you want to go study Revelation? They typically say it's too confusing. Right, right. Uh, why bother? And then, and then even those who do study, you know, very wise and brilliant theologians come up with different ideas. Yeah, yeah, all the time. You know? and the, and the, or the rapture is, well... My church teaches pre-trib rapture, but mm-hmm. I guess it could be mid-trib and maybe post. It's kind of confusing. Right. Um, and so does that mean that I need a education, I need sophistication to do it? And mm-hmm. see, God says no, that um, if it's from me, it's not confusing. Right. But it's shalom. Now, um, does that mean that it's instantaneous? See, no. Wisdom is about walking with him dialoguing with him, asking him questions uh, like a child does. So that, um, you know, when we were, we were down at, at NASCAR um, and there were some questions, you know, that came up. For example, um, my grandson said, uh, and, the, and the way they, they showed it, uh, we're sitting there in front of the, the line. Uh, across from us is this gigantic TV screen. Um, and they have they and they and you can see the whole race because they're they're showing the whole thing as it goes around the track and then they have these right. they have these information. Uh, well, it starts um, and it comes up uh, phase one, lap one. And so they said, 
What, what does that mean, phase one? Right. Um, phase one. Uh, and so I, I said, well, uh, because there's three races mm-hmm. in one. Um, now, they didn't know, and they, all they had to do was ask. Right. Um, and, and they can get it. And see, God said, that's how it works, is that mm-hmm. it's not that I need to tell you everything up front. It's, it's you're going to have questions. You're going to have right. things I'd like to know about. Even like, for example, mm-hmm. um, if you said, yeah, I'd really like to go study Revelation. I'd like to learn about it. Mm-hmm. And God said, okay, spend some time with me. Uh, let me help you understand it. Uh, now, it, it, it'll take a process right. uh, of let me share with you what it is. And you begin to abide in it, which is what I did, for example, on the rapture. Because I, I was, you know, I had heard so strongly that it was a pre-trib rapture was absolute. And I said, well, let me go find out. Uh, God, is, is it really absolute? He said, and, and this is cool. Uh, I remember doing this specifically. Uh, I, I said, God, is it absolute? Now, he could have said to me, no. <laughs> it's this, this, or this. Mm-hmm. But he said, okay, it's a good question, son. Let's go find out. Mm-hmm. Let me give you wisdom, but it's walking with me to receive the wisdom. Right. Uh, and, and again, because he loves being with us. Yeah. That's, that's that intimacy with God. Every question we have is an invitation to intimacy with him. Yeah, and think about, uh, in a sense, why do people walk away from that is that, well, I just want the answer. Right. Um, and if you're not going to give me the answer, well, then I guess I'll just uh-huh. go off on my own. He said, okay, that's okay. Um, you would enjoy it more if you discover it. I have, I have things I'd like to talk to you about. I want you to ponder it and enjoy the walk with me because I'm the wisdom, I'm in you, and I'll get it to you. And there's no, yeah. there's no nothing needed on your part. You don't have to be advanced. Uh, the more you grow in it, you know, and I, as you spend time in it, like I spent time in Revelation, right. well, I learned about it. Um, right, I did, and I did, he will build I, foundation that will help he, you learn. He yeah. did foundation. Um, and then I could share that with others, and then they can go, you know, pursue it themselves. So uh, wisdom... Uh, and knowledge is such a beautiful uh, part of the covenant. Uh, think about why is that, um, and all of us, this is what we teach in our retreats. See, we don't teach topics. Uh, well, here's how you manage your finance, or here's how you do this. It's rather, let's teach you how to hear a process with God to get the wisdom that you need for your life because it's unique to you. Right. Um, and you're going to have 100 uh, decisions every month of what do we do about this? What do we do about this? And there's no formula for that. There's truth that God, God will say. Like, for example, uh, if you're uh, in conflict with somebody, he said, well, the truth is you're going to have to go, first of all, go to forgiveness. Let me, share what, let me show you what that looks like. Okay, now I'll show you what reconciliation looks like and, and whether you are or not. And, right. um, and so there's truth about that. And you get that truth out of Scripture, but it's got to be applied to me personally and how? Wisdom and knowledge. Uh, exactly. So it's such a beautiful uh, privilege mm-hmm. that we have the God of the universe that knows it all and can do it all, right. can guide us into his path, which is best and none better. Right. Uh, blessed and to that's be a what he wants to do. That's, that's what he, what wants he to desires do. Yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, we'll uh, pick it up again uh, tomorrow and, and uh, get into some more stuff as he uh, talks about actually establishes the path 
uh, for us as we seek uh, wisdom. So we'll uh, we'll enjoy Excellent. that next time. If you got Looking questions, send, send them in. And, and Kathy, we will uh, see you tomorrow. Sounds great. Have a great afternoon, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Okay. And congratulations, by the way, with your... Uh, oh, thank that's you. Cool. Yep. See so you soon. So excited. Yep. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.